Thank you for listening to Merch Newbies, the podcast created specifically for the growing community of new merch by Amazon sellers. Join our Facebook group. The link is in the episode notes or go to Facebook and search Merch Newbies. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or would like to share your merch experience and be a guest on the podcast, email us at merchnewbies at gmail.com. Welcome to Merch Newbies. This is the third episode. Uh, We have a great guest lined up for you today. I was listening to a podcast and I heard him on and, you know, some of the content that he shared was was very insightful. And it was even before I even got my start in the merch, because like I've said before in my previous podcast, I'm a newbie myself. But ladies and gentlemen listening out there, I want to introduce you to uh, Mr. Tejas Patel. Thanks for having me on. How's it? How's how's everything going in the land of merch for you? It's going good. Uh, Q1's on the tail end. So Q2's coming up. We got some holidays. So finally something to look forward to. You know, it was interesting that you mentioned holidays because the very first shirt that I sold in merch was last week when I was editing episode two of the podcast and it was for a St. Patrick's Day shirt that I just had a whimsical thought about. So it's pretty interesting yeah. seeing seeing how everything's going. It was it was great to hear that cha-ching, like middle of the editings, uh, you know, it just kind of kept me motivated. So, uh, you know, it was it, it was just interesting. But you know, I just kind of wanted to pick your brain a little bit on a couple of things. And, you know, since since this podcast and everything that I try to do is kind of aimed at newbies starting out in the land of merch, uh, talk about a little bit how you got your start in the merch. Yeah, so, um, you know, we, I found about it through, I don't know if everybody's been on the Reddit of Amazon Merch, but basically the guy who runs it is also the person who owns Merch Informer. And so he did an introductory post talking about how he got into merch. Um, unfortunately, at the same time, they kind of closed all of uh, the open invites and it was invitation only. So uh, we got in mid last year and then we went straight from tier 10 to tier 25 to tier 100 within like the first couple weeks. Um, it really wasn't more than kind of looking at what niches had low competition but high search volume and then we did our best to make a good design because we did all the designing ourselves we didn't have money we wanted to be lean and from there we basically went straight to tier 1000 up until christmas time and that's right before christmas started like the season around mid-november we got to tier 2000 and we kind of cranked it up and currently we're at tier 4000 um eligible for tier 8,000. We just haven't had the number of listings to qualify for that. But we have a 4,000 sales. We've done well over $20,000 in royalties. Um, it's been a pretty amazing ride kind of going up to that point. But um, just getting started, we, we basically did everything ourselves from research to design to listing to SEO to basically anything you can think of in terms of merch, like even researching how to do it. We did everything ourselves. We did a lot of reading. Um, and so that's kind of how we got started and we're to where we are now. That's an interesting. It's interesting that you brought up the kind of those, those early phases because I've, I've seen recently that people have been getting teared up and they've been getting surprises with these teared up. And you seem to have been on a fast track to to tier 1000. So did that come as to as, as as a surprise to you or was it just something where merch where, where you feel that merch was just kind of doing a little bit of uh, experimenting so to speak? 
Uh, well, not really, because uh, I think at this point, I'm not sure how they do it because, I mean, we don't have an account that low, so I don't know how they're doing the tier-ups. But whenever we did our tier-ups, I mean, we had to physically hit that number. Like, if you wanted to tier from 10 to 25, we had to get 10 sales. If we want to go 25 to 100, we got to hit 25 sales, et cetera. So, like, they didn't really jumpstart any of our accounts. Like, we physically had to hit that number. Um, and so, I mean, was it a surprise that we actually got sales that early? Yeah, it kind of was. <laughs> um, we didn't, we didn't have any big expectations coming in. I mean, before that we were doing, uh, I believe it was T launch into, uh, seller central to post on Amazon. We did mostly mugs and we we're making kind of break even, maybe a couple, like a hundred dollars off of it, but like nothing major. Um, and then once we got our merch invitation, we just switched everything and we focus all of our attention on there. And honestly, we didn't think about getting that many sales at first. We're just like, you know, what can we do? Maybe we get a couple sales a week and get kind of get started, get a feel for the game. But apparently we did something right because we we teared up almost three times in almost a month. Uh, and so it was it was a pretty awesome experience. Yeah, that's crazy growth. A lot of the a lot of the mentioning that you do is about we. How big is your how big is your team? Uh, just me and my partner, business partner, is also uh, my roommate. Uh, he did most of the design work, and I did uh, a lot of the research. I mean, we kind of did a little bit of both. Uh, we both did a little bit of research, but I did all the listing work as well. Uh, he did most of the design work, so we kind of split the work a little bit. Um, did it give us an advantage? Maybe a little bit, but honestly, what we did, one person could do. Um, it was just easier for us because we didn't have that much time on our hands. We both had jobs, uh, and so it kind of worked out that way. It sounds like the perfect partnership there. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> so a lot of what you did in the beginning was research. And I see a lot of emphasis on research, whether it's the different Facebook groups or whether it's the uh, Amazon merch uh, Reddit uh, uh, subreddit. Right? right. Do you feel that it's important when it when people are starting out to kind of put that time and effort into doing the research? Or do you feel it's more of like a hands on test and learn environment like if you don't know too much about designs kind of see what goes kind of see what the trends are you know what's what do you feel like is the perfect mixture i think it's a lot of both research and common sense right and so the common sense aspect comes from okay look st patrick's day is coming up obviously about a month out you want to put st patrick's day shirts up uh if you want to kind of get quick sales on that trend or you know if uh valentine's day you know last month if you wanted to put Valentine's Day shirts up you might have to do that a month before to kind of see what's coming up and it really doesn't take that much to look up uh you know what's the next holiday right right it really doesn't kind of take much to plan two months ahead especially if you just started because anybody will tell you that trending topics are the easiest way to get out of the tier the lower tiers because you don't have that many slots to play with and then kind of the strategic approach is you have to really kind of know what your station is right and so when you're starting off, the way you do research is going to be a lot different than the way that you do research when you're tier 1,000, 2,000. And the way, I, and the reason I say that is because you're so slot starved when you start this game. Um, you have to be very particular about which shirts you put up because at the end of the day, you have to give them a week, two weeks, top, like minimum, to get a head start to see if they sell, right? Right. And right. so the way you do research has to be very particular. You have to be more selective about the niches you go into. You have to be more selective about how much competition is in that specific keyword that you're looking at or even specific niche. Right? So um, 
when you're starting off, you really want to be cognizant of that because if you're not, then you're going to get in the situation where you have 10 shirts of kind of these random topics or random uh, areas where they're very heavily competitive. It's very competitive. It may, they may be filled with great design, great shirts that perfectly capture that niche, and you honestly don't have a chance. And you might get a sale here and there, but you're not setting yourself up to win. You're setting yourself up to most likely lose, right? So you're, the whole mindset is for every shirt that you put up, what's the likelihood that it will sell based on what you see in terms of competition and design, right? And the, the further down you go, the less you kind of worry about that because you have more slots, you have more room to play with. You can put like 20 designs up in a day, whereas if you put 10 designs up in a day and tier 10, which you can't obviously because you only have like two up, two up then you're done. Right. <laughs> right. And so you really you have to think about it strategically. Don't think about it as as like, oh, well, what can I do? Think about it as a business. You know, when you're starting off, be lean, be smart. And then when you get more money, you kind of have, you know, have yes, more money or bigger growth. In this case, you get higher tiers. You have more room to play with kind of room to experiment. Right. And so that's how I would think about it. If you're somebody new, think about what tier you're in and act accordingly. You know, I think that's I think that's great advice there because I mean we are so limited. I mean I'm I'm just on tier ten myself, and it took ten days to get ten designs up and approved, just because I was you know limited to that to that one per day, and then the right. the, the review process took at least twelve hours. So I wake up every day at four a.m. to go work out. Then I would hurry up and try to get that upload through because I knew that it wouldn't be approved until about four o'clock, five o'clock that that same afternoon so you know it's 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 definitely something that is so much of a numbers game because the more that you have out there naturally the more organic traffic that you're going to get and in that product will actually sell so i think at this point now it's more about quality we're limited in quantity right we only have 10 designs that we can put up in tier 10 so right uh, but no i think that's i think that's great advice though because you know getting in and actually getting that getting that research in and kind of knowing what's coming up. Some of the no brainers are there. Um, but you know, I think that that's, I think that that's great advice. Um, staying on the topic of, of, of advice as people that get on tier 10 and a couple weeks in, you know, we, some people don't see any sales at all. Some people see minimal sales. Um, what's your advice to people that are starting off to kind of stay motivated in the, in, in the merch by Amazon space when it comes to, you know, low sales, not seeing any, any traction on, on any of the hard work that you've done thus far? Um, well, I'd say first, if you're in tier 10, uh, and you don't see any, you don't see any results, um, first buy yourself out. Like literally it's only like 150 bucks to get 10 shirts to come in and you can donate to charity or give it to friends. Right. And if you think about that in terms of like the investment you have to make for most businesses, it's like laughable, like really Definitely. laughable. And <laughs> Definitely. so like $150 to jumpstart your business and you can honestly do it on well-researched shirts because you know anybody can tell you that once a shirt sells, the higher the BSR goes and the, the likelihood of it selling again is a lot higher, right? And so if you're gonna buy shirts, if you're gonna buy shirts just to tier up, buy shirts that are well-researched that are in niches that may have a possibility of selling again, not just shirts that you like, because this is a business. This is not your, I mean, it can be something that you can buy shirts for yourself and design it. That's great if that's what you want. But if you're like me, you want to run it as a business, think about it like a business. Right. So 
know understand the type of business you're in you're in a business of getting the highest search rank or the most visibility on your shirt on a good quality shirt and so the best thing to do is to research a good quality and then buy it out if you're at a tier 10 and if you're gonna do it in tier 25 honestly you're just gonna have to have some self-motivation i think the best thing to do is find somebody tier thousand above um and literally give them your listings to say hey here are my listings what am i doing right what am i doing wrong because you can go to a facebook you can freaking go to a facebook page all you want and then say hey i'm not making sales what am i doing wrong and give them no information and you'll get the dumbest answers <laughs> nobody really knows what you're doing wrong because they have no information to on you to help you with right like if somebody asks me the first thing i'm going to ask them is what is your listing give me a link to your amazon listing and if they refuse to do that i just walk away because i can't help them i don't know what they're doing and so if you give me a listing, I can say, okay, well, maybe your design's not really fitting the niche. Maybe it's a little too funky or your SEO is wrong or you don't have too many keywords. You have too few. Um, you know, there's a variety of things. Somebody in my position could help somebody that's struggling. Like, it, I mean, to us, to me, it seems obvious. Um, but to a lot of new people, it may not because you just don't have the experience or just you don't know you haven't been selling that long. And so, I mean, that's my greatest advice. And I mean, if you go to... I wouldn't go to, I don't know if Facebook would be the best place to go, but if you go on Reddit and you say, hey, here's my design, post it up on Reddit, I, I guarantee you, you'll get some great feedback. Like, you just have to be vulnerable. A lot of people are like, oh, well, somebody's going to steal my shirt. I'm like, dude, who cares? You're in tier 10. Like, you need help. <laughs> so, like, I literally do not care about people stealing my shirt because I'm putting so many up at this point. And you, most people can be in that path if they just be vulnerable early on and ask for help the right way. You also bring up a good point there, and I was getting ready to ask another question about it, but but you kind of touched on it, but it's the difference between information uh, from Facebook versus Reddit. And from what I've seen on Reddit, it's the, even though the conversations may not be plentiful at times, it seems like they're more valuable because of the quality of the conversation is there. Um, you know, I don't know if it's just the different audiences or you know, if some people are scared to, to, to get on Reddit because it's such a different type of community. But I think that I've grabbed some great nuggets from Reddit uh, in comparison to Facebook. I mean, okay, for anybody who doesn't know, the Reddit is r slash Amazon merch. Um, so the reason I think that Facebook versus Reddit, I, I think Reddit is a lot better. First of all, I'm biased because I'm one of the mods on there. So I'm a little <laughs> full disclosure. But um, I tell people who asked me this, I use Facebook as my personal news feed because if something goes wrong or that some, or Amazon comes out with some news on dashboard, like everybody's gonna freak out and not know about it. So I won't miss a beat. And then I use Reddit for actual good content because one, there's less users on it and comparative to most Facebook groups, right? Uh, I mean, this one barely has 5,000 subscribers on it compared to most Facebook groups have like 10,000 plus. Yeah. So, a lot of uh, people on Reddit don't really like taking BS very, very well. And they're more, I think they have a lot more emotional intelligence than most people who use Facebook because Facebook's kind of like, you can comment on anything, nobody cares. And even though Reddit is anonymous, people kind of treat it differently. They kind of treat it as a source of great information and community. Whereas on Facebook, you're just like, hey, I need something, help me. And in Reddit, you kinda, you're kind of asked, you're like, it's kind of like, a non-verbal requirement to give back, right? 
And so I think that's the very distinct difference and why it's no accident that you will find better answers on Reddit than you would Facebook. Plus the amount of people that post on Facebook is ridiculous. Like you can get like within a span of a minute, I'd see 10 different posts. Whereas on Reddit, you could probably see one post every hour or so. Yeah. It's that, that's like, that's like on a good day. And that's the, so. and that's the thing. That's, that's the thing that gets me. I look at that too. And like my notification, I, I really despise commenting on on some threads on Facebook because for the next hour and a half I'll just get notification after notification after notification, right? And on Reddit it's it's I don't know, to, I think to your point about the emotional intelligence there, it's it's a place where, you know, you you can give people feedback, give people some information and you can tell that they kind of take that, they go they they go with it. They'll try it out and then come back with, you know, some feedback if they if they need to or whatnot. It's it's interesting the differences though, but I think the Amazon merch uh, Reddit that you that you're a moderator of is great. But I found it valuable. I mean, it's not accident. I mean, the guy who runs it is pretty much the king of merch. He built the platform that makes it so easy to do this thing, like to make money on this platform. That you kind of have to use it. He provides great information, and the people on the Reddit are like super passionate. Like a lot of those guys and gals uh they they really want to succeed it's a natural website to help people i mean you go on any bed i mean awesome reddit like personal finance if you're a gamer go on like reddit dota 2 or whatever um you'll find so much helpful information and i'm not saying that there's not anything that's helpful on facebook it's just just so much you have to filter out and so much time like if you worry about your time value facebook's not really the place to go it's more of like if you're trying to market yourself, like if you have a merch product or something or anything, um, that's probably the better way to do it in terms of getting community. But in terms of Reddit, just like if you're just trying to learn and get good, good answers to your questions, mm-hmm. like as long as you ask a thoughtful question, like put in a context like, hey, here's what I did, here's how I researched it, I can't figure it out, can, I, can you guys help me out? Like put in a thoughtful question. Don't be like, hey, I'm new, what do I do? Like it'll, it, for one, it's gonna be deleted. So you might as well not even waste your time doing that. So um, put some time into asking the right questions and then you'll get some amazing responses. I think that's what newbies don't do. And I think that's where they suffer because they just think this is something just like any other business where you know, I can just like, hey, I'm a newbie, somebody help me. Whereas they don't do their own research and nobody ends up, they get, a, they get no advice whether it's on Reddit or Facebook. Right. So do your own research basically. And that's a fair point, you know, staying on the topic of, of, of social networks. I know that, um, a year or two years ago, there was a lot of, uh, people that were going out buying ads on, on Facebook and driving them to like Teespring sites before, you know, they got, they were accepted into merch. Do you think that's still a valuable strategy to market that way? Or do you think that that ship has pretty much sailed? Um, I mean, we're on we're on Etsy and uh, Redbubble, and we make sales. Um, I can't really say much about Teespring. I, I if last time I checked, I don't think their integration's really uh, working very well. I could be wrong, uh, but I think Etsy is kind of like a natural second step for anybody who's doing merch. I mean, first of all, you can use the same exact designs, dimensions, and everything, um, and manually adjust it on the Etsy platform. Um, Etsy to Printful, sorry. So on the Printful platform, upload to Etsy. And Redbubble is just super easy to upload. Like you can batch upload 100 in like an hour if you do it right. 
And so, um, you know, we get steady sales on both of those. I think there's a lot of room for growth for people who want to expand outside of merch because at the end of the day, merch doesn't really give you a lot of control over your account. I think that's the biggest negative about it. Like, you know, nothing about your customer. You don't have the opportunity to market to your customer. Um, and they control the entire process outside of the design phase, right? And so, and there's not even a great way to do ads. I mean, you could do sponsored ads, but it's not native to the merge platform, which they, I believe they treat a little differently. And so that being said, it's, it's kind of skewed towards Amazon's favor. And so you wanna hedge that a little bit by moving on to other platforms with the same designs that are selling and maybe get more control, maybe create a cop, uh, Shopify store. I've seen a lot of people have success using Etsy and uh, Etsy ads. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, that's a, that's a, I mean, if you had to choose one other platform to do it on, it would definitely be Etsy. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of room for growth just outside of Amazon with the same things that you're doing. You know, and I find it interesting that you bring up Redbubble because I remember when I got my first, first sale that it was a piece of wall art from a design that I did on Redbubble. And this morning I got an email from Redbubble that somebody in Australia had purchased a design that I that, that I did. So it's you know it's it's interesting with Redbubble because the amount of products that you can put those designs on far exceed what you can do with merch, right? Because merch, I mean you're limited to um, you know, for new individuals, you're limited to just shirts. But since they've expanded in the long sleeves and the, and in the hoodies, you know, I guess there is a little bit of variation there. But just uh, I, I think about like Redbubble. I think about uh, T Public as well. Is just the amount of the amount of difference of of products. So you know, you have your mugs, you have your wall art, you have scarves. It's just it's just interesting how you can just add that add that variety, and it can make a difference. Yeah, and. It, I mean, it, it's a great advantage of being in the design business. Um, it's also kind of the crux about it because it is easy barrier to entry. Um, but at the end of the day, if you do merch right, you can easily just repeat the steps, maybe hire a VA to upload on these other platforms, and you can you can you can really expand your business very quickly. Definitely. So I just have one final question for you. Uh, looking back at the early at your early days of merch, what do you feel were some of your biggest mistakes? Um, I don't really like to see it as the biggest mistake. I don't. I mean, it's kind of naive to say. Uh, I don't think we made many mistakes, if any, because I think everything that we did turned into a learning experience, and we had some of the best growth out of anybody that we know, Reddit, Facebook, whatever from the time we started to Christmas. Uh, we had some really, really good growth. So um, I think the mistakes came after we hit tier 500. We kind of slowed down a bit because we got a little lazy. Um, so, I mean, the only mistake we've ever done, I think, was to get lazy. Like, we stopped o- uploading as much. We didn't upload to the tier limits, even though we had the time to do it. Um, and it happens to everybody. Like, I, I, I don't know one person who hasn't said, like, Oh yeah, between like this week, I really didn't do much because you know it's just, I need to reset a lot because it is a, it is a grind. It really is. Um, I think people underestimate how much time and work goes into not just starting it, but even when you're tearing up, you're gonna put a lot of time into it, um, unless you totally outsource the whole thing, which I know I think I know like maybe one person who's ever done that um, effectively, and so um, 
yeah, but I don't, I don't, I mean, we made mistakes on the conventional sense, but I think because we learned so much from that, it wasn't really more of a mistake. It was definitely a learning experience. I completely understand the learning experiences. It seems like, you know, I, I like to toss that question in just because I think about myself and I think about some of the things that I may say would be mistakes. But as you point out, the learning experience is just something that you learn not to do the next time. Or if you didn't uh, do due diligence on the research the first time, you know that you need to put a little bit more time and effort into it. And I really like the fact that you said that it's a grind because you have to, it you get you get out of this what you put into it and you know you have to you have to stay at it and even even in the tier 10 the laziness has hit me from a a mindset of oh i'm not getting any sales i'm at my limit with merch but then there's other platforms like like we just mentioned where you can go out and just and, and throw designs up where where you're unlimited, right? You have you have unlimited potential there. So uh, I really like the fact that you brought up the learning experience because as as a new merch um, designer creator, however you how, however you want to call it, uh, you know we're continuing to learn every day. Whether it's keywords, whether it's some of the research that we do or that we don't do, we learn what sells, what doesn't sell. We learn that cadence of the retail schedule. So. Um, you know, that's a that I think that's a great point. I'll tell you, I'll tell you not mistakes but regrets. I think that's a better way to put it. Okay. So, regret is first thing is I wish we like I wish we thought of how we organize our designs better now when we first started because there came a point in December when I was like, oh, I wish I oh, we should be doing this. Why are we organizing all of our designs and folders this way? And then so I changed it and it took me a full week to get over a thousand designs organized in a different way that we thought now. So when, when I first started, I wish I was just like, okay, I'll put a lot of thought into how I'm going to organize all the designs I'm making. So if I ever have to go back to it to see, you know, if I want to make a variation or go back to it and upload it to a different platform, I can do it easily. I can find it no problem. Like, I think that's the first, like, wall that a lot of sellers hit when they start scaling. It's like, oh, I have so many designs, I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> like, that's, that's a big problem to have because it makes it so much harder to scale if you don't do that early. So, I mean, that's one. Um, two, uh, there, there's, like, asking for advice too late. Like, if you're struggling, just admit, you, just admit it to yourself and just ask. Like, be vulnerable. I mean... We didn't have to do it as much, um, but we did do it. We did start, like, we messaged, like, the mods uh, back when I wasn't a mod. Back, uh, we messaged the mods on Reddit a lot. Just like, hey, you know, here's my design. And at the time, they didn't have time to look at my design. It's like, okay, well, hey, you know, here's what I did. I mean, I wrote, like, a three-sentence explanation of stuff I did, what I'm having trouble with, any advice. And they gave me great, some great feedback, like, really top-level sellers that – have been crushing it um that didn't have a lot of time but i explained it in a way that they could easily read it mm -hmm. and they can give me a response and so i wish i did that a little earlier it would, might have saved us a little time towards uh the midsection between tier 500 and tier 1000 to tier 2000 but um i mean we eventually did it i think that's something that i regret not doing it earlier but um it's definitely something that new sellers should do like the easiest way to get get uh big and scale in this business to find a mentor because 
I don't care if you're a designer or you have no designs experience at all, you have no idea what you're doing. Like, you have no idea what you just signed up for. Like, it is a grind. <laughs> one, of the, one of the things that you mentioned uh, earlier about research and about Merch Informer, uh, when you when you first started out and you and you were really getting into it, did you solely use Merch Informer or was there were there any other tools that that you used at that time? Nope, Merch Informer is it. We still use it to this day. That's it. All right. Well, there you go. We I just want to thank you for taking the time out to, uh, you know, to come on the podcast and kind of share some of your experiences. I I know a lot of the listeners we get different insight. Uh, you know, a lot of people that are new in merch, we get a lot of different insight from a lot of different angles. And you brought us some very good points today, not only around research, but uh, going on and you know, looking at the differences between the, the information that you get from Reddit versus Facebook. And, you know, I think that anybody listening to this particular podcast, once it, once it comes out that they'll have some homework to do on the back end after listening to it. So again, just wanted to just thank you for your time. And if you don't mind, go ahead and plug your uh, Reddit again. Yeah. I mean, if anybody's looking for another community outside the 500 Facebook communities out there, go to Reddit slash our Amazon merch. Um, it's run by a guy named wizard who owns merch informer, um, which by the way, I recommend anybody. It's super cheap. If you want to, get a head start on competitors that's a great way to kind of research products and they have a ton of so last plug if you're looking for great free information merch informer blog has is by far the best information on merch that you can read period so if you need a source of information that places it merch informer blog is the reason i got to where i am today like i read every single post on that blog Literally, if you follow most of the steps on that blog, you will easily get past tier 500 for the most part if you just kind of stick with it. It may take like a couple of months, but you will definitely do it. But yeah, that's it for me. Uh, thanks for having me on. It was a great discussion. All right. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to the Merch Newbies podcast. I would like to send a special thank you to our guest of the day, Mr. Tejas Patel, for coming on, sharing some of his insight and experience with Merch by Amazon with everybody. I hope you found this episode informative and inspiring. And you know, like Tejas said, just go out there, check out the Merch Informer blog, do your due diligence, read it. If you want to sign up for Merch Informer, go right ahead. Leave some comments, leave some feedback on the podcast so that way we can continue to make this better for you. Until next week, take care.